Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode nine of the Gratis Group Chat. I'm your host, Kaylee O'Connor, and I'm back from Hawaii. I just came back from a week and a half long trip with my siblings in the Big Island by Kailua Kona, and it was exactly what I needed, girls. I went to Arizona, and then I went right to Hawaii, and they were exactly what I needed for weather. I needed to get out of this gloom and doom. And of course, the minute that I came home, there was more snow. There was more ice. I just, I don't know. I used to think that I would never leave Minnesota, and now I'm like, the winters just get harder and harder for me, like, emotionally, mentally, just, I want to be outside, and I want to enjoy the weather, and I don't necessarily want to live in, like, Hawaii weather 24-7, but I do want to go outside and be able to enjoy the outdoors year-round, so I have been thinking about that a little bit, considering it. I also want to start this podcast by asking for prayer for my dad. If you guys don't know, a couple podcasts ago I talked about this in Burnout, I believe that episode was the one I talked about it. My dad has been having a lot of knee issues and just surgeries in 2022. He had four surgeries in five months. And this is his final surgery this morning. And so far, everything has gone well. The surgery went well, but we could definitely use some prayers for our family that my dad will heal up well and that we can kind of be done with this season. So my brainstorming for this episode actually began back around Christmas time. I saw a TikTok where somebody was talking about how they have a lot of nostalgia for when they were young around the time of Christmas and how we will never experience that feeling again that we had when we were little. We would have Christmas parties at school and we would go shopping on Black Friday and there would be the first snowfall or we'd have a snow day. They gave so many different examples and it really occurred to me that there are a lot of things in life that I took for granted when I was young that I wish that I could experience again now as an adult. But it got me thinking about the concept of escapism and needing to escape adulthood and go and be nostalgic about those times in the past. If you didn't know, escapism is a mental diversion from unpleasant or boring aspects of daily life, typically through activities involving imagination or entertainment. Escapism also may be used to occupy oneself away from persistent feelings of depression or general sadness. So escapism is a mental and emotional need to escape from something that's happening uh, in your current life, in your daily life, in your work life. There's usually something that is a root issue or something you're trying to stray from. And then there is like a dream world or a place that you like to go to escape or that you prefer to escape to. Many people have different opinions evolving escapism. Some people think that it is not a good tool to use because it allows you to disassociate from reality and from hardships in your life. Now, there are many different opinions on escapism. Some people view it negatively because it allows you to disassociate from real life and hardships, while other people think that it is totally fine to use escapism to be used as a tool in day-to-day life for little things as long as it's not out of control. So maybe you're not going through something really difficult and maybe you're not in therapy and you're wondering, how do I even practice escapism? Am I practicing escapism? Now I made a list of some minor, some major ways that we use escapism in a day-to-day sense. And some of these I would recommend just because it's a healthy way to 
experience escapism. And some of these I would not recommend because I think they're unhealthy ways to experience escapism. But these are in no particular order. They're just kind of how they came to mind for me, kind of how I enjoy escapism or other people I know enjoy escapism. The first way that we practice escapism is by going on vacation. Many of us have busy lives day to day. Many of us have jobs that are overwhelming. And so sometimes we go on a vacation to escape our real life. Now I love traveling and I love going out of my locational norm. I love trying new things. I love meeting new people and getting out of that day-to-day -day grind with work. But I also have been at points in my life where I've used travel as a means to run away from things that I was experiencing or feeling. I went through a really tough time in the fall of 2020. I had just stepped down from co-leadership of a small group. I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but I didn't go into this type of detail, but I had just stepped down from that. At the same time, I kind of lost a lot of friends. I'd lost a really good friend group around that same time. And so I remember just heading to the Quad Cities and then to California to be with Linnea. And both of those I went for two to three weeks. And I just needed to get out of Minnesota. I just felt like Minnesota was such a heavy place to be in. And sometimes I still go on vacations or I go on trips for that reason. And I'm trying to kind of figure that out because I don't necessarily think it's bad to go get a breather. But I also think, you know, when you return, you're ultimately going to have to deal with the things that are remaining here. Whether you go for two weeks or two months or two years, you will always have to come back from your trip and still live your life. So it can be used as a crutch to get out of uncomfortable situations or to create some space between you and another person in a kind of unnatural, rigid way. A second way we practice escapism is going to a concert or a music festival or a rave. And I put it this way in that order because I think that's exactly the level of escapism rises with the three things that I named. So first a concert. Your level of escapism in a concert is very minimal because you can escape for maybe two or three hours during the music, but you are not in a totally new universe. You are not dressed, you know, you might dress up, but you're not necessarily like in costume. You just go to a concert, you enjoy the musical artists that you paid to see, you get lost in the music for a little bit of time, but it's not something that is a total break from reality from where you are. You still are checking your phone. You still are recording videos. You still are talking to your friends. You're still in a very locationally normal area. Whereas like a music festival is the next step up. So think about like Coachella and the way people dress at Coachella is usually really different from how they dress in their day-to-day -day life. It's kind of creating a new character. It's creating a new person and a new identity. And a lot of what you do for a festival still involves the real world because many times there's a lot of social media involvement with festivals. So it's not like you can totally separate from the world and be involved in that festival. And many times too, festivals are kind of networking opportunities for people. And a music festival also might be moving locationally. So people go to Palm Springs and they are totally out of their element in the desert and it allows you to break from your home life and your day-to-day -day life. But the rave probably is the most extreme example of this. And again, I'm not saying that it's bad. I think raves have not helpful aspects about them. 
but I do think like the rave is the deepest escape through music that you really can have. I've never been to one, but I've had a couple of friends who have gone to raves. It's just like insane. They're dressing totally differently than they usually do. They have this whole new like persona. They go into this undisclosed like eccentric location and they just get lost in music and get lost in like that atmosphere and sometimes it's for one night and sometimes it's for days on end and there's a lot of things that come with raves that allow you to escape more easily which we'll go into in a little bit. The next one is more basic level so going to a library or reading a book. So let's say you have a really bad home life or you're just looking for a place of silence because your house is really busy and really noisy. That would be a reason to escape to a library versus reading a book allows you to escape into a story to escape into the lives of different people and the hardships that they face really pose no threat to you and the excitement that they have is probably otherworldly or it's something that you may not experience in real life. So it feels like you get to experience that with somebody else you've created. Um, not a parasocial, but I don't know what the word would be. Like you've created a relationship with those characters. You could also go to a coffee shop or a restaurant. Again, this is a minor version of the vacation example. You're changing location, you're meeting new people, you're listening to music, you're being social, you're in a whole new atmosphere, trying different foods and drinks you've never tried before. But you also could try this at home. Some people think that uh, cooking is a form of escapism because you get to give yourself a new purpose by focusing on the meal that you're creating and you get to you know, stay away from screens. Especially I know people use cooking as a form of escapism during holidays. So like for example, if I don't feel like being social or if I don't really wanna to talk to somebody, sometimes I will go cook meals or be a part of that process or I'll pretend I'm needed in the kitchen or I'll wash dishes or something like that. I think a lot of times the kitchen becomes a form of escapism, not necessarily because you can escape from real life, but it does help you separate from some situations that might be uncomfortable. This next point goes with the rave and with music festivals and concerts and with many other examples that are on this list, but it is experimenting with substances. So this is when you are maybe trying to escape a hardship or a tough feeling emotionally or a really tough situation or maybe it's something where you use substances to become a different person. You want to be someone who's more confident or you want to be someone who's more relaxed. So you use those substances to escape into being that person or to escape from feelings that are really hard to deal with. I have opened up on this a YouTube before, but never on the podcast. I was sober for two years, not because I necessarily had an awful a problem with alcohol, but I definitely found myself using it as a crutch to try and escape some of those hard feelings. And I kind of just touched on that earlier with the point of traveling. It was just a very tough time in life and I had other tough moments in life and I can tend to go towards wanting to feel more relaxed, wishing I wasn't feeling the deep feelings I was feeling at that time. And so I was using a substance uh, that wasn't messing up my life, but it wasn't necessarily helping my life either. And I was using it to escape. Thankfully now, I think I have a better hold on it. I'm still trying to learn kind of my boundaries with it. And if I want to drink alcohol or if I don't, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure all that out and kind of where that's leading for the future. But I feel like I have a better balance of it currently in my life. And I don't, 
I've worked through things emotionally because I didn't allow myself to not be sober in those seasons and I had to force myself to get through healing and I think it was really beneficial in the long run. Next up is playing a game or a video game or doing virtual reality and there's a reason that that has the name virtual reality because it's not here, it's in the metaverse and it's very different and you escape into that and that doesn't always again have to be bad. I know I have little cousins who one of them she just likes to work at a sandwich shop that's what she does in her virtual reality. I think it's so cute. She just works her little sandwich shop and she does her little like jobs in the metaverse and I think it's so adorable but I think that these types of games sometimes people can get addicted to being goal-oriented. I understand this leveling up on a game having an achievement, hitting a goal, a personal goal in a game, feeling like a hero, being able to escape into another world or a different storyline or to be a character that's not you. I mean, even that example for virtual reality for my little cousin, like that makes her feel purposeful, right? Like she's going and serving people at a sandwich shop and they don't really exist. But I think that's kind of the boundary line that you have to be careful of because I know too many people who come home from work and I think they're just so tired that they veg out and they watch TV or they play a game or they watch a movie and they want to binge all this stuff and they want to just escape from the real world. And that's not really resolving the issue, which is maybe your job is overworking you or maybe you're having relational issues with your spouse or maybe you're having a really hard time raising children while you're also trying to figure out, you know, who you are, or what you like or how you relax. It's not helping the real life situation. It's just prolonging issues and kind of ignoring them. But also these games and these TV shows and these movies can also be great forms of entertainment and just relaxing. You just have to know yourself well enough to know if it's a crutch like alcohol was for me in the previous example or if it's something that's benefiting you in a very temporary way that just makes you feel good and makes you happy and you can walk away from it and still enjoy your real life. The eighth way to practice escapism is through exercise. Many people can take a break from their work. I know my friend Linnea, she'll get up midday and have just a little mental health walk around her neighborhood and it really helps clear her mind. I talked about a lot of different ways that exercise and just like physical activity can be used in a really positive way to prevent burnout. But I think the best way that exercise can be used is in a social setting. Just get out of your house, get away from your computer or from your projects at home or your work at home and just clear your mind a little bit. Sometimes when I'm feeling really stumped and I'm trying to write something, just getting up and walking around the house a little bit will help my mind kind of re-engage with what I'm working on and have better, newer, fresher ideas. Exercise can be a little bit different because you're not escaping into something. Usually I use it or most people I know use it to escape out of something. And the final way, number nine, on podcast number nine, I did not plan that, is to daydream. So thinking about a different world, a different life, a different scenario, daydreaming about, you know, if you and your spouse are having a hard time, maybe you're daydreaming about another person, you're daydreaming about a different life without them or who they should be or could be in your opinion. Daydreaming can be a really beautiful thing. Using your imagination can be a really beautiful thing, but it also sometimes can be a really negative thing because again, if you're not living in the real world and you're escaping to this fake scenario, perfect place that you've created, none of us live in a perfect world. And so you're constantly going to be disappointed when you 
kind of snap back to reality and associate with people again and associate with your real life. So daydreaming again needs boundaries and it can be a tool, but it shouldn't be the only way that you escape from hardships in life or that you get through hardships in life or avoid them. Now this example of ways to practice escapism, I'm calling the in-between and that is social media because it allows you to have a different type of social outlet than anyone has ever had before. If you're feeling lonely, you can instantly reconnect with other people and start a conversation. And social media, as I've mentioned many, many times before, has changed a lot. There was a point in time where I felt like you could go on social media and especially as a creative person, you could be inspired, you could kind of escape into a world that somebody created on their page or somebody became a character on their page. And it's been interesting as we have adapted more into authenticity and real life and just off the cuff way of living and non-planned content. I feel like we have kind of lost touch with like the creative aspects of social media. So there's positives and negatives again, right? Like you want to know who you're following and the people who create your stuff they shouldn't feel like they have to create a fake persona to come online. But at the same time, there was something fun about being able to go on social media and see super saturated videos um, of girls doing morning routines or being able to see people recreate different videos using Photoshop or recreate different photos using Photoshop or become these cool characters or create makeup looks that make them look like other people. There's an ability to escape into social media that I don't feel like is really there anymore. And I think the biggest thing beyond just like the authentic turn that we've taken with it is also that things like Instagram stories came around. You could have like a very good opinion of somebody and then they could post something on their story that you don't agree with. And not only will that make you kind of disconnect from them, but also it's bringing the real world and mixing it in with a place that you go to escape. So I kind of remember during 2020 when everything was happening, especially living in Minnesota, with just like the police and everything happening there, I remember being like, I just, I need a break. Like this has been, it's happening in my real life, you know, around the cities that I live near. It's happening on the news. It's happening everywhere I go. Everybody's talking about illness, everybody's talking about the police, everybody's talking about violence, everybody's talking about everything. And those are really heavy subjects to be overwhelmed by. And I remember I would go to social media to just be like, I just want to see someone like make an outfit video. And at that time, people were encouraged to not post because it was viewed as like, disrespectful for what was going on. But it was interesting, because I really realized in that time in that springtime of 2020, that I go to social media to escape when I'm overwhelmed with what's happening in the real world. But we've almost created a concept on social media where you cannot escape the real world. If anything, I feel like people fight more on social media than they do in person. I feel like people are a lot more bolder with their opinions, whether that's political, religious, or just, you know, pop culture, something silly. I feel like people want to cancel each other all the time. And so social media is really interesting because we're even starting to see like bullying happen there, right? Like that's nothing new, but people used to be able to escape from bullying at school and come home and be able to have a reprieve from that. And now people can just be at school at home and people can bully them from the computer 
And I think it's really easy. I used to be someone who would be like, well, just shut off your social media, just shut off your computer. But you don't realize how much endorphins you kind of get from the internet until you try and pull back on the internet. And there is something to that where you're being bullied online, but you're also addicted to online. You want to escape into online, but when you escape, you still have to deal with some aspects of the real world. I think social media is just such an interesting form of escapism because it really is the in-between. Because I feel like we've not perfectly in that it's perfectly executed, but like we have perfectly meshed the real world and the fake world and sometimes it's hard to see on the blurred lines which is which. So maybe you're asking yourself how do I have good boundaries with escapism? Earlier we talked about how different forms of escapism can have positives and negatives and there's a verse in the Bible that says everything is permissible but not everything is beneficial and I feel like that really applies to this topic, right? Like God gives us really wonderful things that we get to experience and that we get to enjoy. I genuinely believe that. And I had talked to an old friend of mine about a year and a half ago, and he said, I just hate social media. I think it's just awful. I think it's negative. I think it's, you know, all this horrible stuff. And I said, I don't think it's like a tool of the devil. I think social media can be a tool for the devil. I think it can be a tool for evil. But I think God doesn't allow things to be created unless it can be used for good. With that being said, I think everything that we can escape into can have a good side and can have a negative side. I think that applies for all these things. I think God loves to give good things. And I also think that Satan likes to take control of good things and make them bad. So let's talk about ways that we can practice escapism with boundaries and in a healthy way. The first thing you should do is ask yourself, is this practice affecting my personal relationships, my work life, or my productivity? There are people who, as I mentioned, come home from work and they haven't seen their family all day and they want to go play video games. And I get that to a degree because you want time to veg out and just relax. But also if you have a life where you aren't content with your family or you feel like you have to escape from your family that's eventually going to mess with your relationship with your spouse and with your children. In the same way, sometimes we can be so addicted to our phones pinging or us getting a notification that our productivity totally tanks. So it's a good practice to ask yourself, is this benefiting me or is this actually taking away from my quality of life? Another way to practice this is to choose which escape is going to benefit you more. For example, would you choose dinner with friends or would you choose playing a video game? Neither is inherently wrong, but if you consistently choose the latter, the former may stop inviting you to dinners or events, and you've now alienated yourself from a friend group in pursuit of a more isolating form of escape. Another example of this might be having a craft or a hobby. It's good to have a project that you can finish that's tangible and lets you feel like you've accomplished something. But at the same time, some people start so many things and they never finish them. So you need to ask yourself, is my form of escape something that is benefiting me or is it creating more work for me in the long run? Because now I've half finished 10 different projects, but I want to start a new one. And actually what I'm finding is that I'm addicted to starting new things and having something new and fresh but I'm not finishing anything that I've done. And so now I have all this stuff 
hanging over me and overwhelming me, and what was supposed to be a form of escape and enjoyment has now become something that's burdensome. Another way to keep escapism in perspective and not let it get too out of control is to rethink what terms you use. In an article entitled How to Snap Back to Reality When Escapism Has Become Avoidance by Patrick Allen, he quotes Dr. Michael J. Hurd as saying, Escapism can have negative implications because it implies that you're escaping important things like work, family, friends, pets, and the rest of the world. You don't usually escape from good things. So right off the bat, you're deciding that the real world and its subjects are bad and you need to get away. He suggests instead to rename the activity as recharging or refueling or as me time. Then this has a purpose and ultimately a time frame instead of aimlessly getting lost in an escape activity with no rhyme or reason. So what they're saying there is instead of just being like, I need to escape into this thing and there's really no time frame of I need this much time to myself or I want to get through one level of this game or I want to watch one episode of this TV show, or I just want to go sit in silence for 20 minutes. I think when you start putting a time frame on something, people are a lot more willing to give you that time. I think about um, especially like parents who come home and they've been working all day, for example. I used to never understand why my mom needed to go up to her room and have 20 minutes, 30 minutes to herself. But now as an adult, I'm like, I can just clearly communicate that Maybe I just want to have 20 minutes upstairs of quiet because I've been with people all day. And maybe that comes at the expense of perfection. Like I think a lot of parents don't really want to give their kids screen time or they don't want them to be on phones. But maybe the resolution for everybody is that your kid can have some time to color or play or be on their phone or watch a TV show episode and you can have some quiet and you're both happy, but then you're also teaching your children how to have a boundary with that type of escapism. Okay, we've watched one episode. I really enjoyed watching that with you. Now let's go make dinner, or now let's go do something else. And so it allows you as an adult, but also your children to be able to learn how to healthily have some downtime and have some me time and some refueling time and something you both enjoy but then it also teaches them that there is a limit and a time frame and an ending to every one of those things and it's not something that you want to do all the time it's just something that you need to do in little increments every once in a while i think the best way to practice having boundaries with escapism is to create a life that you do not have to escape from if you're feeling the need to escape into substances or addictive social media platforms or an entirely different universe through movies or music, question what in the real world is making you crave that reprieve. So let's say that you're in a job that you don't like. Instead of scrolling social media all night or watching 10 episodes of a show or playing with a video game until you go to bed, take one hour of that time and push through and this is something called the do it first method. I don't remember who on YouTube uh, talked about this, but my friend Ani told me about it. It sounds really simple, but a lot of times when we get done with a big project or with work or something that's taken a lot out of us, we want to just sit. But the trap of that is like once we sit down, we're not going to get done all the things that we need to get done or wanted to get done. And so we end up just sitting for the rest of the night. And so instead, maybe do something that is beneficial to you in the long run, whether that is like a mental health walk or applying for a new job or 
five new jobs or it's something where maybe you want to break out in social media so like create two videos in that hour instead of just scrolling and consuming social media it's creating a new life for yourself like nobody obviously has a perfect life right but it's creating a better scenario that you don't have to escape from consistently maybe you're having issues in your relationship Give one night a week to having no phones and go escape into a restaurant together and have quality time. So I want to end this podcast by going back to the original example of when we were younger. And sometimes we yearn for that nostalgic time in life. Lately I've been listening to a lot of music from the 2010s when I was graduating high school. And I just have such incredible memories with that music. And when I listen to it, it takes me back to the good parts of that time. And so I want to encourage you to be able to use that form of escapism for really good, happy things. And to also be able to have it in a pure sense. When we were children, we would escape into playing or escape into a craft or escape into a TV show just because we genuinely enjoyed it. There was no ulterior motive, there was no reason behind it, there was no goal behind it. And I think sometimes we as adults get so focused on goals and tasks and responsibilities that we forget to just have a pure view of escape. And sometimes it's simply just doing something because you enjoy it. You don't have to be going through hard times or a hard season, you just get to realistically enjoy what you're doing just for the sake of enjoying it. And so I just want to encourage you as we sign off for this week to think about how you escape. What are ways that you escape into feeling more relaxed? And when you really get down into that, ask yourself, why do I feel like I need to escape? What am I running from? What am I trying to escape from? It might be something as simple as like, I'm exhausted and I want to feel recharged. And that's totally fine. But I think it's good to just reflect on that. Why do I feel like I would rather play a video game than hang out with my family? Why do I feel like I would rather cook a really extravagant meal than journal? Really get into like why you enjoy what you enjoy and also pinpoint what you're trying to get away from if it's something you're using as a crutch to escape from something else. And I want you guys to just be really real with yourself after listening to this episode and be honest about what types of things you enjoy. I think that's as adults can sometimes be really difficult. Like people ask me, what do you like to do? And I'm like, I have no clue. And so this episode really made me think about that. Like, what do I enjoy doing? What do I escape into? What do I have fun with? And also being able to create community around those escapes, right? Like maybe you play a game and your friend also likes to play a game so you can be social. Or maybe you like to do pottery and then you meet this person at a pottery class and you have a new friend. Like escapism can be an awesome, wonderful, beneficial thing. It just has to be in a really healthy viewpoint for yourself and why you do it and why you enjoy the things that you enjoy so that you can know yourself deeper. So for the challenge for this week, I want you guys to let me know in the comments if you're watching the YouTube version, what types of escape are your favorite? What do you really enjoy doing? What really like lights your fire? So go ahead and comment below what type of escape or activity is your favorite and why. And then do some self-reflection on if you're escaping from something, if you're using something as a crutch, how you could better pursue and interact with that hardship or that weird feeling 
that you have that you kind of want to escape from. Really think about that. And I hope that by reflecting on that, you guys feel like you have a better grasp of where you're at in life and how to overcome hardships and how to overcome really tough situations. And I really wish you guys the best. I'll see you next week for episode 10. I cannot believe that we are already in the 10th episode almost of season one, but I'm excited because next week is just going to be so fun. Like it's just going to be chill. I won't give away what we're talking about, but it's just going to be a really chill concept and a really easy way to end the season. And I'm really excited for what's happening next. I think by the time I start season two, I'll be in a very different place in life. And I'm excited to share that with you guys. So I'm going to sign off. Don't forget to subscribe on my YouTube channel, like this video, leave a comment. And don't forget to follow the gratis group chat on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I will see you guys next week.